guys, I want to thank you for joining me today on The Father's Heart. Uh, my name is Dave Campbell Jr. And I hope that today, uh, after listening, you're challenged, you're blessed, and you're encouraged in the Lord. And everything that I'm going to share with you as I spend time with the Lord, as I pray, as I seek Him, as I spend time in His Word, these are the things that I simply want to share with you. And I pray it's a blessing to you. God bless. Hey guys, good evening. I uh, want to take a look tonight at uh, James 1, 19 through 21. And uh, we live in a day and time in which people seem to have no impulse control, and that even includes those in the body of Christ. But that's not how God has called us to live. God has called us to live according to the Holy Spirit. God has called us to walk in love. And because of social media and um, you know how easy it is to verbally just assault somebody, standing behind a screen. The, the sad fact is, is that even within the body of Christ, people today are so quick to go after each other. Um, and, and, you know, where you see a lot of division, especially is in the area of politics. Um, you know, people say one thing and then somebody, it just triggers something to somebody else. And then all of a sudden you have Christians who are just not acting the way that Jesus called them to act. And, you know, Jesus called us to walk in love call us to walk in truth and you know in in the body of Christ there may be times when we have disagreements with one another but we're still called to love one another and you know we're we're called to uh, be quick to hear and and slow to speak so I want to look at this in in James 1 19 through 21 it says understand this my dear brothers and he's speaking to brothers and sisters in the body of Christ every person you know all believers must be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all moral uncleanliness and wicked access, welcome with humility the implanted message, which is able to save your souls. So let's let's take a look at this. Let's unpack what James is saying to us here. What I love about the book of James is James is a, it's, it's a wisdom book. Uh, just like Proverbs in the Old Testament, James in the New Testament is wisdom literature for us. What it does is it really takes the truth of God's Word, the truth of Christianity, and it gives it to us in a very practical way to live it out because we are not only called to uh, walk by faith, but we're actually called to live out Christianity. You know, if we're truly born again, if Jesus is truly our Lord and Savior, um, if the Holy Spirit is truly living inside of us, then there's going to be a tangible difference in how we live from the rest of the world. And if our lives are no different than those that are in the world, then we have to ask ourselves, am I truly committed to Christ? Because sadly today, many people are rejecting the Word of God. They're rejecting the truth of God's Word. They're picking and choosing what they want. And they're really believing because I'm covered by the grace of God or because they've heard the message Jesus loves me and loves me unconditionally. I can really live however I want. But that's not biblical truth. I mean, Jesus called people to repentance. What repentance means when you, when you look at it, it's a, it's a change of mind. And, and when your mind is changed concerning sin and wickedness, it ultimately leads to a change of direction, a change of behavior. I mean, God is calling us to live for his kingdom, not live for ourselves. When we come to Christ, Jesus says, if anyone is to come after me, they must deny themselves and pick up their cross. 
That means we're going to die to self, and that means Christ is going to become Lord. That means that, you know, my dreams, my will, my desires, those things are no longer driving me. What is now driving me is the will of God. What is now driving me is the desire that God has for my life. What is now guiding my future every day is the plans that God has for me. And again, there's, there's too many people that have a wrong understanding of Christianity in America because of unsound doctrine. God has given us his word. His word is the highest authority we have. And what has happened a lot of times on social media, because people have influential platforms, um, you know, and, and all of these things, people look at them and believe that the word is gospel. You know, somebody has a huge following on social media. Somebody has a huge church with lots of numbers and, and whatever. But, but the thing we have to look at is understand is that the Word of God is what is called to lead God direct our lives. And it's really important to, you know, ask yourself, the church you're attending, is that church truly preaching the Bible? Or are they somehow taking man-made wisdom and mixing it with biblical truth? And what you end up with is you end up with half-truths. And, and really, those are the greatest lies of Satan. There's people today who are very influential, but they, when you look and you examine, you pull apart what they're saying, you see that it has nothing to do with the Word of God. Today, I was listening to Mike Winger, and I would encourage you, um, if you're somebody who's either on Spotify or YouTube and you don't listen to Mike Winger, uh, his thing is called Bible Thinker. And I would encourage you to begin to listen to him. He is... Uh, God's given him an incredible mind. He does a lot of study in God's Word, and what he does is he looks at things on a practical level. And today I was listening to him pull apart a Joel Osteen sermon. And, you know, when you get to the end of it, it's just like it's amazing that this guy has the platform he has and people listen to him because everything he's preaching isn't gospel. It's self-centered nonsense. It's narcissistic. And really, that's the false gospel today. The false gospel today that many are embracing is it's a self-centered gospel. It's not a Christ-centered gospel. Everything is about self and what can Jesus do for me. And honestly, when you look at the Bible, it's not about what Jesus can do for me. It's about me laying down my life for Jesus Christ. Because we have brothers and sisters all over the world who are suffering in ways we can't even comprehend. And today, as I was uh, just doing some yard work, I was really thinking to myself, honestly, for the American church, the body of Christ in America, to truly probably become all that it's meant to be, there's a level of suffering and persecution that has to come into this country. Because we've had many, many years of religious freedom, and what has it gotten us? What it's gotten us is a lot of lukewarmness, a lot of spiritual deadness, and a lot of compromise. And one of the things I know about persecution and suffering is that it really refines. It's, uh, James calls it, you know, count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you go through various trials. Because the testing of our faith is what refines it. And it really is a picture of when they take uh, metals and they refine metals. And so I believe there's, there's things that are coming that we have to prepare ourselves for. We have to build our lives on sound doctrine. And not, you know, some of what we're hearing from people that are influential in the body of Christ. But honestly, when you pull apart what they're saying, it's not biblical. It's man-made wisdom. And really what it's meant to do is build people's own kingdoms. It's really, really sad. But anyways, let's uh, just dissect uh, these couple of verses. And again, I hope tonight, you're, if you're joining me on the church Facebook page or YouTube or um, Twitter or uh, Rumble, and also now what I'm doing is I'm taking these videos and 
taking the audio and putting them. Uh, we also have a Spotify um, channel that we have. And, you know, wherever you're joining me, I would just encourage you, if you feel led, uh, to like, to subscribe, to share, um, and all that stuff. But, but tonight, let's just take a look at these verses, and hopefully my, my iPod here cooperates. But it says, understand this, my, my dear brother. So he is talking to fellow Christians, men and women. Every person must be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Okay, and, and really what I, what I see here when I look at these scriptures and spend time with the Holy Spirit is that there is a connection that if we fail to be quick to hear and, and we, we speak before we, we even think about it in the leading of the Holy Spirit, that it can often lead to us becoming angry and acting in the flesh. Because that is what Satan is always trying to do. When we come to Christ, we're brand new creations. We have the Spirit of God living inside of us. And we are called to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to do this um, every single day. And when we, don't, when we don't walk according to the Spirit, we're walking according to the flesh. And anger, uh, anger that is not righteous anger, anger that is just from a place of the flesh, because again, we haven't been quick to hear. We, we've said something before we really listened to it and really listened to the following of the Holy Spirit. It just, it makes room for mistakes. And James says in, in verse 20, he says, For human anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. I mean, what God has called us to do is to live righteously. And, and what does that mean? That means that we're simply living out the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. When you look at the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is the character and the nature of Christ. Um, and that's what this whole journey is about with God. It's about us dying to self. And it's about the character and the nature of Christ being produced within us. The, those the Father loves, he prunes. The only way that you can have growth in the Christian life is through pruning. And there's, there's people today who, because of a false gospel, because they're not building their lives on sound doctrine, they believe that they can live for self. They believe they can redefine the Bible. They can redefine marriage, sexuality, gender and still say that I'm following Jesus, and it's not biblical. It's not based on truth. God's clear in his word about marriage. God's clear in his word about gender and sexuality. He's the one who created humanity. And no matter how I feel, it doesn't change the way that God's created me. I may have crazy things that go through my mind and say, you know, I'm this, that, or the third thing, but it doesn't change the fact that if I'm truly in Christ, that my life doesn't belong to me. No matter what temptations or desires I have, if they're contrary to Scripture, then they're wrong and they're against God's Word, and they have no place in my life. And, and even if I walk into a building that would call itself a church, and they want to affirm sin and sinful lifestyles, it still doesn't make it right. Just because somebody slaps on the, the title pastor, and they want to affirm everybody's lifestyle that's sinful, it doesn't make it right. Too many times we think man has the final word or the final authority, and he doesn't. There's a lot of false shepherds out there. There's a lot of nonsense out there. And really what I believe that God is saying in this hour is for his people to get their houses in order, to build their lives on sound doctrine. That's what I believe the whole thing with, with COVID and all of this has been. The devil had one design for it, and we're seeing it play out now. But God, on the other hand, takes everything that Satan has planned and schemed, and God uses those things to accomplish his purposes. We're dealing with God who sees the end from the beginning. 
And he knows everything the devil's going to do. He knows everything the devil's going to try to do in the earth. God is not surprised by anything. There's not a moment when God loses his control and sit back and says, I can't believe this is happening. God knows everything. And so I, I really believe where we've been is a season of uh, refining, of God setting apart truly his bride, God. Um, you know, because what you're seeing is those who truly love God love his word. Those who don't love God but love what Jesus can do for him, do for them, they don't love God's word, and they reject God's word. And ultimately, if you reject God's word, you reject God. But it says in verse 21, it says, Therefore, therefore, after what James has just said, it says, Putting aside all moral uncleanliness and wicked access, welcome with humility the implanted message which is able to save your souls. At the end of the day, the answer is to build your life on the word of God in humility to come to God, to confess your sin, to realize in your humanity that you are inherently wicked because of sin, and that God is right in his word, and that God is righteous and holy, and God cannot be in the presence of sin. But God has given us the gospel. God has given us Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. His son did not come into the world to judge or condemn the world, but to save the world. And that those who receive the son, they will be saved. But those who reject the son, they are already condemned because they have rejected the gift that God has given them. God is in the business of saving people. God is, desires to pour out his mercy and his love. But humanity and their free will reject the precious gift God has for them. And so my encouragement to you this evening is exactly what it says here in verse 19. And what it says is, Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. God has given you two ears and one mouth. Be willing to listen to people. Be willing to hear where people are coming from before you open your mouth. One of the greatest things that will build bridges is if you're willing to hear people. And if you're willing to sit back and hear what people have to say, when the Holy Spirit gives you an opportunity to speak, after you have sat on it, after you have asked God for wisdom, you'll be amazed at the things that come out of your mouth. One of the greatest changes you can begin to make in your life is to focus on improving your listening skills. And here's an important part of listening. When you're listening to somebody, look at them. Give them your attention. Today we have all these devices that... A lot of times this is something that, you know, I have a problem with and I'm working on every day. My wife will be talking to me and I get on my phone and she's talking to me and my attention's on my phone. And yes, I could repeat back to her everything she just said. I'm hearing it, but I'm not listening. And so I would encourage you today, build your life around listening, not only to what people are saying, but really to what God is saying. Because when we look at prayer, prayer is just not about us pouring everything out to God. Prayer is about us coming to God, learning to listen to God, and learning to follow Him. So guys, I, I hope with you know these videos, I hope that they're encouraging to you. I hope they help you more than anything. I hope they help you to grow more intimately in Christ. And um, if you're somebody who's watching these and you're, you don't, you're not part of, you're not connected to a church and you're looking for one, the Father's heart, uh, if you can join us physically on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., or you can you know, follow us either on our YouTube channel or Facebook or Twitter.
or um, our Rumble channel, and you know you can follow from a distance. But please, if you're following from a distance, reach out, send an email. Uh, I got a call the other day. I was getting ready to go into the church to spend some time in prayer on a Thursday, and I had a call from Illinois, and I just answered it, and it was a guy who had watched some videos on Rumble. And he was talking to me about a video that I'd recently done. And we had a conversation. And so please, if you're watching from a distance, reach out. Um, I'll try to engage as much as I can. But just know that God has not called you to do Christianity alone. This is a team sport, man. We all need each other. So I want to, tonight, I just want to close this out. I want to pray, pray for myself, pray for you. And again, thank you for joining me. And again, I hope tonight this has been helpful, encouraging. And just blessed you. So, Father, I just come to you tonight. And, Father, I pray for all of us that we would uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Father, slow to anger. Father, I pray that we would walk in your love, that we would be quick to forgive. The Father, I pray that we'd be led by your Spirit in all things. I, I pray the Father, as you have things in our lives that need to be pruned, reveal them, remove them, have your way, Father. But, Father, tonight I pray for those that are struggling, those that are discouraged, those that are depressed. Father, I just pray tonight that those who just need a a touch from your hand, that, Father God, that you would meet them where they are. Father, help us to grow every day more intimately with you as we look to the return of Jesus. Father, be with the leaders of our nation. Be with the leaders throughout the nation. Father, in every nation, I pray your righteousness, your justice would have its way, your grace and your mercy. The Father, that your gospel will continue to go forth, that every satanic delay be removed, that every door would be opened, that seeds would be planted, would be watered. Father, I just pray that we would see a harvest of souls come in, and that, Father, that every purpose, every plan you have for every nation would be accomplished in the name of Jesus. But, Father, tonight I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I just thank you for who you are in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, guys, again, God bless. Thank you uh, again for uh, joining me. This evening, if you're watching live or watching this uh, at another time in a replay, and um, just again, be blessed, be encouraged. If you feel that, let's subscribe, share, you know, all that good stuff. But again, God bless you. And for those that I will see on Sunday, uh, just looking forward to uh, continuing to look at the prophetic ministry. And um, we're going to look at uh, building God's kingdom through it. And also, I uh, had posted something tonight on Kingdom School. If you're interested in that, um, there's going to be a Zoom call we're going to organize uh, with an organization called Renew a Nation. And it's just something that God has put on my heart since the start of uh, the, the Father's heart. And I believe uh, somebody who's come out of the public education system like I have, uh, the way that you, you do things is you don't complain about things, but you take action. And you give kids an alternative. And I really believe that God wants to raise up a school that not only educates the mind with a biblical worldview, but also captures the heart for Jesus Christ. And I believe it will be a school that will raise up many young people who love him, will be world changers, and God will impact this generation for his glory. So, again, God bless you guys. Have an amazing evening, and I'll talk to you later.